Riding on a tractor, lean all in my bladder Cheated on my baby, you can go and ask her My life is a movie, boy riding in boobies Cowboy hat from Gucci, wrangler on my booty The second time it plays, your immediate thought is not, hey, someone's playing What's New Pussycat again. It's, hey, What's New Pussycat is a lot longer than I first thought. Earbuds and earworms. I'm Amy, deeply acquainted with that repeat the single song button, <laughs> Shepard. And this is Mitchell. Flip the tape, manly. I really wanted to do the play it one more time. Yeah, hit play it again, Sam. Or I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that was a good movie. Is it? I don't know. I bet it doesn't stand up to time. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't. <sighs> but it, it seemed romantic when I was in college. At the time, yeah, yeah. it seemed like a nice. Yeah, who knows? It's very good. This week is about those tunes that you just keep. Repeating. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's. Uh, I guess I'm. I'm just feeling the weather, and that's why I chose my song. How did you choose your song? All right, so I'm gonna start us off with a band called Angel Dust, and the song is called Biggest Girl. Yeah, Angel Dust is a band that our ear buddy Lum actually turned me on to a couple of days ago, and I know he also posted another Angel Dust song in the thread as well, so I do want to give him a proper shout out for dropping this on me. Uh, Angel Dust is an interesting band for me because it's it's comprised of members of Turnstile and Trapped Under Ice, who are both much heavier hardcore bands, uh, but this album is just power pop to the max. There's so many great hooks and harmonies and earworms on this album, lots of like carefully placed horns and catchy vocals. Uh, this one's a bit simpler and more straightforward than some of the others on the album, but the harmonies and the momentum of this song just instantly had me hooked whenever uh, Lum told me to check them out. I need to meet this Lum in real life. Yeah, I'm hoping he'll be able to come down at some point this summer or maybe early fall. Sad. We'll get him and uh, I'll drag him to a podcast recording. He can sit behind us while we do our thing or something. <laughs> and then he'll be like, ooh, wait, mm, mm. Yeah, he'll interject from behind us. <laughs> yes, he's going to know more about this than I do. Uh, this is very surfery to me. Yeah, it's got some, I think it's like the echo on some of the stuff kind of gives it that opening yeah. surfery vibe. Maybe. It's super kind of like that to me, and it's upbeat and fun, and uh, there's not many songs about ladies written by dudes that focus on the mind. Yeah, you're right. And, and possibly, this definitely focuses on possibly the butt, too, because it it's like, she's got a big, and then... Yeah, it leaves it open for interpretation. Yes, but um, that isn't as interesting or surprising as the mind part. So I was really 
excited that a guy is like, she's smarter than me, and I like it. Yeah, you can get and, behind that. Yeah, it's like, I can totally get behind this type of song, and I was really excited. And also, I would not have been, like, I would not have thought hardcore bands were involved. Yeah. So, it's really good. I brought something a little slower paced. I brought Scarlett Johansson's Fan and Street. When I was young, I thought only of getting out. I said goodbye to my street, goodbye to my house. Give a man gin, give a man cards, give him an inch he takes a yard. I rule the day that I stepped off this train Don't go down to Fenn Street Don't go Scarlett Johansson. Who doesn't? I know, but it's rainy, and so the the rain has put me in the mood of it, and I've been watching Hot Ones, and she was on Hot Ones, mm-hmm. of course, so I was, anytime I see her, I'm like, hey, she did this whole album of Tom Waits covers that are absolutely amazing, and this is my absolute favorite song for it, and then I thought about it, and then I just started playing it on repeat, and then Dakota was like, I had no idea this existed, so. Yeah. It's just... And it's a song I can sing to because it's in my range because she doesn't have like a high voice. So I can totally do it. And they processed it enough that I can do it. And it's Tom Waits, but like once removed. So Mm -hmm. get some Tom Waits. And just this whole freaking album is amazing and more people should listen to it. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as Dakota. I had no idea that Scarlett Johansson did music at all, but this is a gorgeous song. Uh, it definitely fits the rainy day we're having here in Memphis, but it's not like the dreary, sad kind of rainy day, but it's more that calm, chilled out rainy day that kind of gives you an excuse to sit on the porch with some coffee and defragment a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this song kind of captures that same spirit, like being slow and moody, but not dreary, just calm and contemplative and sort of pleasantly meandering about mm-hmm. and uh yeah. yeah so this whole album is tom waits covers yeah it's all tom waits covers and like produced by is it tv on the radio somebody in mm-hmm. tv and the radio i think i could be horribly wrong on that but i tune day yeah tune day is one of the dudes i don't know kip malone he's got the easier name to say in tv it might have been that one <laughs> i didn't research sure i'm going back to my normal way <laughs> that's not, okay yeah our ear buddies have a wide selection of yeah. things that they are they have on their record player and they just drop the needle on and repeat. Britney C brings Consider the Source Enemies of Magic.
I know this isn't a theremin, but it sounds like a theremin. I'm just going to say. It does. Yeah, you got me at anything that is or sounds like a theremin. And this whole thing, it's super intricate from beginning to end. There's definitely this huge story going on. And I feel like it's about some folks who don't like magic and then some (laughs) folks who do like magic and they're like battling because it gets like real dark after you get past the theremin part. Yeah, it's just a wizard fight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's just weirdo space prog. I totally love it. Uh, For listeners who aren't seeing the video, the bassist is mostly playing by like tapping everything on the neck of the bass. And the guitarist is playing a double neck guitar uh, with one being a regular guitar and the other one is actually a fretless guitar which is what's making that ghostly theremin sound but it looks like it's like backed up against metal like the fr- yeah, yeah i'm not sure what's going i was trying to figure out if he had an ebo or if he was just kind of doing the swells with a effects pedal yeah, but like his hand was going around doing something. yeah it was really neat yeah. um and yeah so there's a lot of cool effects pedals kind of getting stomped out and then the bassist has a floor bass as well like you'd see on a church organ he's playing that with his feet oh that's a floor bass yeah i thought it was a church organ <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, you know, usually they're attached to church organs, but you can buy them as an independent module that you just plug in. And yeah, so he's stomping that thing out, playing it with his feet. It's very technical stuff, and that like progressive noodling can kind of get old quick sometimes. Uh, but they really use a broad sound palette and integrate some of the electronic sounds as well, and that keeps things interesting. And just watching them play this live would have to be a spectacle. Like, yeah. definitely from the video, it's pretty. I think it was only three people. Yeah, it seems and, I mean, like there would be. Filling it up. Yeah, it sounds like there are like six people in the band. Right. But like, I think it's because he, he's got the he's got two guitars going on. Right. And I don't know how many, um, you know, those cymbals. Is that what they're called? Cymbals that you need for a drum set? Yeah. That guy's got a lot of cymbals. He did have several cymbals. Yeah, there's so many of them. But yeah, really, really. I mean, we're only going to do about a minute of the song and stuff, but like. Oh, it's, 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 it's epic. Definitely go and listen to this whole thing. Yeah. Normally, I don't like 11 minute songs, but I really, really like this one. Kevin brought Millie Vanilli's Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. might seem a joke it's not the video and lyrics are so bad but it teleports me back to eighth grade that for me is self-harm maybe i'm a masochist (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if like a honeybee you took the best of me is scientifically accurate yeah i mean obviously the the pollen is a very important part but but... it's you know it's got to be moved you know it's got to be moved along so it's a definitely a really solid example of the era era and it's sad because this whole Millie Vanilli story is like complicated and sad and like these guys, I mean, they did have some talent and like they looked pretty and that's how they ended up being the front. Yeah. But like they started out making music by themselves right. before they were like chosen to be the face of 
I don't know what people were in the background. I had listened to a whole podcast about it once. <laughs> yeah, so if you get past that whole lip-syncing debacle, Milli Vanilli is actually a pretty brilliant pop concept. Uh, Rob and Fab looked incredible and pulled off the visual element of the music flawlessly, but even the song choice, which was driven by their producer, Frank Farian, that was even immaculate. Like, Blame It on the Rain was written by Diane Warren, who's written tons of pop hits for Celine Dion and Tony Braxton and Aerosmith and a hundred others. Uh so even the two dudes in the video who like didn't contribute to the music at all, like those Millie Vanilli songs are just some of the most iconic and, and catchy songs for that like transition phase between the late eighties and early nineties pop and R and B. Like they pulled it off really well. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's just, I, it's sort of sad that like, I guess by the time I knew about Millie Vanilli is mostly because of the whole like lip syncing thing, mm-hmm. because the songs are pretty solid, even though like, who, yeah, it's like yeah, the people you're seeing are not the voices, but <laughs> yeah. they're dancing really nice and they look cool. And, and he's trying to do the thing. Yeah, he tries to get in there. Yeah, he does. Metal Johnny brings tongue parties. Is it really that good? Because, yes, it's really that good. I hope I got the emphasis mm-hmm. on that one, right? I feel like there's some aggressive emotions coming from this. Yeah. But I don't know exactly why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I really like the little guitar riff that's going on. And it's like, it kind of brings you out of like the rah, rah, rah part. And it's like, I still, yeah. Also, Tongue Party. Yeah, it's a yeah. good name. I know. Yeah, it's it, it has this sort of, it's very heavy and very raw, but at the same time has something it's like that poppy. you can't quite put your finger on that, yeah, that's sort of poppy. Yeah. Uh, I had not heard of this band previously, but it's it's no wonder why Johnny would be so psyched on them. It's very heavy noise rock, but has that tender groove that keeps you kind of head bombing in rhythm rather than just straight up head banging, you know, like just kind of bobbing along to it. Uh, it reminds me of another band called Whores, who has a similar style of like noisy rock with that slight element of melody and catchiness that somehow emerges from something more or less devoid of melody. It's just like all the groove and the guitar tones and the vocal delivery, I think, all yeah. add up to something that just kind of gets stuck in your head. Yeah, and it's like so... I like those little like well put together songs. Yeah, and it, it gives me the feels of like a well put together song. It's intentional. Like yes, it's, it's good. Justin W. brings drug dealers fools. Have been lots of late nights. But it really wears you down. Oh, light a candle for the underground. Not the same song you remember You can try, but it's too 
because I've been listening to a lot of 70s stuff recently, and this new track gets all the same groups going. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that 70s, like, fusion-y, yacht rock stuff, and uh, these guys emulate it so well. Like, I stumbled upon them myself a few months ago and shared it with some of my friends because I was just, like, so excited to hear a current band who could pull off that vibe with some authenticity and in a modern era. Uh, this one just sounds like Steely Dan and, and Crosby, Stills, and Nash just thrown in a blender. It's got the very smooth drum grooves and thick harmonies. And even the guitar sounds and the production techniques are designed to give you that warm, syrupy sound of like some 70s jazzy folk fusion. You know, it's really good stuff. This is Yacht Rock. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> sort of, you know. It's it's definitely uh, Steely Dan and, and Toto are the, sort of the two iconic Yacht Rock bands. And they're slightly different from one another, but it's all in that just, it's smooth, you know. It's just got to be smooth. You see, I thought Yacht Rock and Butt Rock were the same thing. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning things. Uh, this is a huge transition for Metal Johnny song. Yeah, definitely so. <laughs> this one is just so smooth. And while it does feel super 70s, there's such a, like a difference in the sound quality yeah. and the recording quality that I guess keeps it from sounding exactly like the 70s. And you know, what's that horrible song that's supposed to sound just like Led Zeppelin? Oh, I mean, there's that band that yeah. sounds, uh, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. This doesn't make me have the anger feelings yeah, exactly. I have that Greta Van Fleet Exactly. Like, it's it's the, the difference is that authenticity. Gre- Greta Van Fleet just seems like they're just ripping off something just because mm-hmm. they know it works. Right. Whereas Drug Dealer, I think, is a bit more uh, contemplative in what they do. And they're, they're getting a vibe, but they're still kind of adding their own spirit into it, you know. Yeah. It's like, for some reason, when I watch Greta Van Fleet, I oh, just man. get angry. It's, yeah, it's infuriating. And I'm not even a huge fan of Led Zeppelin. Same, yeah. And I'm like, this just makes me so mad. Yeah. Why am I so mad? But yeah, drug dealer, not angry at all at them. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy brings the Mekons, Club Mekon. I've had the whole new Mekons album on repeat, but a quick YouTube YouTube. (laughs) look didn't turn up anything. So there's this. Uh, I thought that the Mekons were like rappers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe confusing with Migos, maybe? I was like, Migos? Mekons? I don't know. That's sad. Um, It's a lady singer and they're storytelling. And I want to go hang out with her club, which seems really cool. It's like post, (laughs) uh, was it like, post uh there's some god that's like all about partying i don't know but andrew wk (laughs) that's the only all all about partying i know so it's like oh we're like kind of over the whole all about partying debauchery thing but we're still like so happy and stuff we're gonna have our own little cool club and it's just like a sketchy bar type of thing but a fun club thing too i like it 
Yeah, Jeremy actually turned me on to the Mekons uh, with a contribution to the podcast several months ago, and I've thrown them on several times since then. Uh, I also haven't got I haven't got to hear the new album yet, but I'm excited to check it out. Uh, the Mekons are a really neat and unique band. They've got like the power pop influences mixed in with some alt country vibes and lots of really catchy songs and melodies. Uh, they've been around since the late '70s, just putting out this amorphous Brit rock punk pop alt country art rock it just never gets stale or stagnant it's always changing and moving forward and synthesizing all those different styles into something uniquely their own but also with some familiarity to it just a very well-crafted band with well-crafted songs you know i gotta say for this being them having a new album out and yeah. this is like this sounds so fresh i wouldn't have thought it was like a band from the 70s was making this yeah so i've not not to like say anything bad about bands from the 70s it's like was it rolling stones you know how they always kind of make generally the same stuff mm-hmm. even when they get like honky tonk woman or whatever right uh I like that they are like changing. Yeah, they they keep something classic about what they do, but they're constantly just like, okay, well, where can we take this and what can we mix in and where can we kind of lean? Yeah. You know, I like that. And not Migos. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're not Migos. Uh, Frank brings Wednesday Campanella's Aladdin. And he says, YouTube will often recommend me music. 99% of the time, it is horrible. But one time, it was Wednesday Campanella. And for that reason alone, I will always check out the YouTube recommendations. Kamu I is amazing, and I appreciate that they have English captions on their videos. This song is super lovely and danceable. Such a fun beat. And yet, no idea what this song would have been about if there weren't the captions. Because although it does have Aladdin as a theme, it's very much like hardware and how to clean, uh, how to polish metal themed as well. Yeah. Like, and I'm wondering if that might be all metaphorical as well. I think there might be a deeper second level to some of that yeah because it's definitely like i but we'll, polish it for you yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll leave we'll leave it up to the listener's imagination yeah it's just a hardware store um, so it's okay <laughs> yeah if it weren't for the translations in the music video I'd, I'd have no idea what they're singing about and probably wouldn't care either <laughs> i mean it's just easily one of the most catchy songs i've ever heard in a while like it's very dancey and funky but it also has a little bit of a darker dirtier vibe to it no and, it's just cleaning stuff yeah <laughs> and the melodies and the phrasing of the vocals and the harmonies just make it kind of speed ahead with this unstoppable unstoppable groove uh, it has that nighttime vibe to it like some shady things are happening in a back room of a nightclub or like walking the streets of some extravagant city with bright neon lights and lots of fun to be had 
but also lots of trouble to get into if uh, if you go down the right alleyway. I'm still just saying it's about polishing like a <laughs> that's, lamp. That's, that's Amy's all. story, and we're yeah, sticking to we're just it. Sticking to that one. If you have some songs that are stuck in your head, and you continue to play them, much like was it old <laughs> old country road. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's a good one. You can tweet at us. The show is at E-N-D Pod. Mitch I'm is. at Pow I Gotcha. <laughs> and I'm at Madam Wolle. Facebook, Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group. That's where all the show gets made. It's where the sausage gets made. Mm-hmm. Uh, voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. You can email the show with your extended warranty information. <laughs> <laughs> endpod at gmail.com and you can always check out the show picture and everything endpod.com part of the 10710 network Ooh, I really like this song what are we going out oh, on? Oh man, I'm going to leave us with Bill Wirtz and the song is called Just Did a Bad Thing uh, this is the song that inspired this week's theme uh, for the last week, I've just been absolutely <laughs> obsessed with Bill Wirtz. Uh, his YouTube channel has tons of kitschy, surrealist videos with that like late 80s, early 90s compu- computer graphics aesthetic. It really reminded me of our vaporwave stuff. Yeah, definitely a lot of that. But there's just like so much going on. I have to imagine these videos take forever to create. Uh, some of the comments often joke that if you blink, you just miss two hours of editing. <laughs> and I'd believe it in some cases. Uh, and then on top of the video editing, the music and the lyrics are both playful and complex. Like he ties together a lot of feel good music from like that poppy yacht rock and jazz fusion to like funk and gospel. Uh, and the mixes are filled to the brim with these tiny little elements and details that come and go and change and morph throughout the song. Uh, the drums and bass are just ridiculous. Takes a lot of influence from bands like Toto and Earth, Wind and Fire. And the lyrics are often simplistic and poppy on the surface, but hold these like really interesting existential meanings whenever you actually like extrapolate them a bit. And I just can't stop listening to it, so I'm gonna pawn it off on the ear buddies. So I hope you guys enjoyed "Just Did a Bad Thing" by Bill Wirtz. Just did a bad thing.
You know, for years, scientists have wondered, can you make grown men and women weep tears of joy by playing Tom Jones's It's Not Unusual? And the answer is yes, you can. As long as it is preceded by seven What's New Pussycats. <laughs> 